0: Welcome to the co-movement gym podcast. This week, we are talking with Brandon Roman. Brandon is a father, husband, therapist, teacher, business owner, and multi-sport endurance athlete from the Mid-Hudson Valley. He found the sport in his thirties, initially developing as a trail runner, but has recently focused on the sport of triathlon. All of this is done recreationally. He is a family and work-oriented man with three children and multiple businesses and jobs. These identities overlap with his interest in health and wellness, performance psychology, and the pursuit of purpose and human potential for himself and others. Brandon has completed the following races and adventures. The Adirondack 46 Peaks, the Northville Lake Placid Trail, the Catskill Winter 35er, several 50K trail races, the five-time Shawagunk Ridge Trail and three-time Breakneck Point Half Marathons. Two time podium finisher with the Delta Lake Double at the Delta Lake Triathlon. He's an SOS Triathlon finisher in 2023 with a time of five hours, 47 minutes, and he holds the 15K course record at the Brookfield Classic. I would like to thank our sponsors, Native Pass Supplements, Lombardi Chiropractic, Home Sweet Home Cleaning, and Thin Line Martial Arts. If you are enjoying this content, I ask that you support these companies in the description and take advantage of the enticing discount they're providing our listeners by using our code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15. I thank each and every one of you for being on this journey with us. Now, please enjoy the show. Brandon, welcome to the Co-Movement Gym Podcast. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Josh.
0: Dude, so uh, let's jump right in. Um, you mentioned finding trail running uh, in your 30s. What did your athletic background look like prior to that?
1: Yeah, great question. And I would have thought that I was in good shape and pretty fit up until maybe 33, 34 years old, um, having done a lot of hiking, uh, some backcountry experience. At that point, I had spent a lot of time hiking, becoming a 46er, doing Catskill High Peaks, uh, backpacking, just spending time in the mountains and, you know, kind of my like claim to fitness would have been feeling pretty strong in terms of a hiker and uh, also just doing things like going to the gym and maybe occasionally running. Uh, but I took a lick in signing up for my first race, which was a half marathon in 2017 when a friend asked me to come along, a couple friends do it and thought that that, all that fitness would just translate and I would be able to go in and just run it out and have a great day. And I just got really beat down by it. It was a a pretty important experience in my life because it set me on this path of becoming a runner. Uh, But up to that point, I was just kind of floating on hubris and youth and just really enjoying being outdoors, which I should say in some ways, a lot of that time in the mountains and on trail uh, really was foundational. There was certainly an aerobic base and some strength that I could look back at and say that that was helpful, but it in no way prepared me for, uh, becoming a runner on that day. And, you know, in the, in the days that followed.
0: Mm-hmm. What, um, so you said a half marathon you ran and that's yeah. what opened your eyes. Um, so what, uh, what was the time on that first off? Like, where did you start? I'm curious. Cause you are a fast guy. And so where did you start with the half marathon time?
1: Sure. Well, I should say, I don't recommend jumping into a half marathon, a trail half marathon at that for the first, uh, my, my first year doing it, this was the Schwangunk Ridge trail, the SRT half. And I think my time was around three hours and 25 minutes. Um, that, you know, that and that involved probably half of that run being a hike with cramped legs, dehydrated, uh, probably hallucinating a little bit. But yeah, I was up over three hours for the first time I stepped on that course.
0: Yeah. Wow. Did you run in high school?
1: I ran track, but track at a risk high school. Uh, it's it's a reach to really call that <laughs> running track. I think I spent more time hanging out on the high jump mats and hanging out with my friends. But yeah, I I was running and I had a little bit of running experience going back to to, uh, high school.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause when I was reading that, um, with the bio that you sent me that you found trail running in your thirties, that for people listening, that should give a lot of people hope, (laughs) you know, thirties, forties, fifties, you know, it's never too late. Um, and the fact that, you know, you're, you're quite a high performer and you picked it up later in life, um, was super inspirational, um, to me. So do you, uh, So do you prefer trail running over road running or, or do you, is it more of a hybrid blend? Like what, what do you like to gravitate to?
1: My preference has always been trail running because I love being outside and I particularly love being in the woods away from cars and away from people. There's probably an important, you know, maybe just personal asterisk to put on all of it is that moving into trail running was kind of this progression You know, if if I had more time, you know, in my late 20s and early 30s, I probably would have been out hiking, spending time with my dog. When I first had my first child, it became a father. Time just started squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. So to get out there and still be able to commune a little bit with nature involved, um, wanting to move a little bit quicker. So that is kind of what I was started running on the same trails that I otherwise was hiking. And then came this race and yada, yada, yada. But to to more so to your question, yeah, my preference is to be in the woods whenever I have the time for it. Um, but my interest in getting better at the sport, a lot of time just ends up being spent on the road and on the track as well.
0: Yeah, one of my good friends, uh, Bob Galinsky, who's a co-race director for the Brookfield Classic, he says that about trail running, like you can cover so much more territory in a short amount of time, obviously running versus hiking. Um, so yeah, similar, similar perspectives on that. And I agree with that myself. Um, I'm curious. So you are somewhat new to the sport of triathlon, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yes. when did you
0: pick, (laughs) when did you start that?
1: So I'm trying to think every year I do a family vacation in Lake Placid and they have this mini triathlon series on Monday nights.
0: Yes, yeah, see, I've seen that, yeah.
1: And it's, I mean, for anybody who ever wants to dip their toe in, it's its really, it's a great, low-key, inexpensive. Uh, but I had always I had always wanted to try that. So one year on vacation, I think it was maybe 2018, myself and my brother-in-law, we rented bikes down at the, at the High Peak Cyclery. They gave us gravel bikes. We didn't know any better, I'd never shifted. And we just went out and did it. And I remember finishing, and I felt like it was like Pinnacle life experience. I said, that was, I've always wanted to do this. This is like the coolest thing. I was so proud. And it was the hardest thing I had ever done up until that point. Um, It it felt completely exhaustive. Um, And, uh, but I had a ton of fun. And then, you know, maybe on vacations once a year, I did it for a couple of years. Uh, But really, in the last couple of years, I started taking it more serious. I found myself, while I'm fairly competitive as, as a runner, there's always a tier of runners that are, that are faster than me in most races. Um, but what I started noticing is that when I would just show up for a triathlon, I, I was ranking pretty high. And uh, for not spending a lot of time swimming or on the bike, I thought this is something that one, I'm having a lot of fun doing and seemed to be performing pretty well. So I kind of caught the bug and over the last couple of years, really doubled down and focused more of my training on it.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, you're, you're new to that too. I just started, this is my first year. So I just turned 41 a few days ago. Um, and I did my very first triathlon at Hamilton college. It's a mini it's a, they call it the ham track. Um, and that I've always, again, I was very curious to like Can I do that? You know, putting three events together. How do you you feel? You know, this and that. And then after the ham track, I was like, well, damn, that was cool. Um, Yeah. Then I did the Tin Man and Tupper Lake. That was a sprint. And then um, I went to sign up for Delta Lake and it was sold out. And I was pissed because I wanted to do Delta Lake and I wanted to do the sprint. And so, what I did was, I put my name on the wait list for the Olympic and the sprint. (laughs) And so, sure enough, I get the email saying that I was uh, accepted into the Olympic distance, which is, you know, double the sprint distance. Um, But it just said, you know what? Screwed. I've got, you know, still, I've obviously been training. Um, I know I can get through it. It's just a matter of, how, um, and I did it, and so since then, you know, I've been like you, you know, digging more and more into it, and you know, now I'm looking at the the race that you and I have talked about a lot. We're going to talk about it uh, later in this conversation, but the SOS triathlon and the gunks. Um, there are so many, and I was I'm so new to this still, but like there are so many cool adventures, like events. It's really like endless. Um, in your bio, you had talked about, uh, the SRT that, and what you just talked about, the half marathon, and they have all these different distances. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> right. Right. And so really it's almost like a lifetime of things that you can chase within that endurance world. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, what's attracted me to to the sport of triathlon also you know very very similar to you um i saw the lake placid series too on mondays um i wanted to do it but it's hard i can't really be in lake Placid on mondays <laughs> um nor but, can i yeah that's
1: for, yeah that one week a year
0: yeah that's so <laughs> cool brandon
1: Josh, I just want to add this one thing too Is like when i did that srt half i said to myself wow that i i really got humbled by this i'd like to come back next year show myself that I can actually prepare and get fit for this thing and prove to myself that I can really run this thing the way that I thought that I could. Uh, and th- that would I would have said that that was it. And then in a year's time, I really fell in love with just being more active. I saw the, the fitness and the health benefits. And it seems like if you're wired like you or I, I think by the end of a year, I was like, eh, maybe I could do the 50 mile some year. And there's just always something to aspire to, something to train for. And that's just a really fun part, uh, whether you're doing it because you're a collegiate athlete with tons of talent or hopping into it late in life, there's something out there for everybody.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting, too, when you look deeper into like um, body types and then like the type of fitness that people pursue. So, like, you and I are built very similar. We're ectomorphs, you know, we're thinner by nature um we carry muscle but we're we're skinnier yeah. um so if you look at like if we were cavemen uh you and i would have been the the runners chasing game right like that's yeah. just what we would have done um and then you have the mesomorphs which are more of like the power lifter thicker muscle kind of people um and then endomorphs you know slightly softer yeah. and so you know we are i think it's so important that people find sports or Athletic pursuits that favor their body type and they also enjoy it's sort of a double whammy, right? Um, because I've played around with a lot of different things and like I like lifting heavy weights for sure, but I noticed like in my mid 30s that when I would push that envelope too far, like five more pounds, harder, harder, I just get hurt. Um, and it wasn't a mechanics thing, it's not, it's just for the way that I'm built and the way that what I'm designed to do um you know I'm not designed to be a power lifter <laughs> you know and but I will tell you that since starting um doing more and more training and volume with the endurance side of things um I feel probably the best I have felt in in years physically and I think a lot of that is not necessarily because I'm in better shape I'm just in I'm in different shape but I think my body responds better to that style of training would you agree with that Brandon
1: I would I mean I I say the same something similar to people all the time like I I'm not trying to be a, a evangelized running for everybody I just say that being active should feel like play and when you're doing something that's fun and playful, it doesn't feel like work. So if it, for me, if it's running or cycling or swimming, that's great. But if for somebody else, it's playing sport or powerlifting, then more power to them. But I know for myself, it was truly transformational because it felt like tapping into genes and unlocking some epigenetics uh, that were, were always there. But um, w- it was much more authentic and it really clicked right in of like, oh, this A, it feels good to be getting better at something and be competent at something. But also it feels really true to, like you said, if I was on the planet a long time ago, I'd be tiring out the game so my stronger friends could come and hit it and kill it with a club. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Back pain, headaches, and discomfort plague the majority of humans walking around each day. Chiropractic care can be the solution to feeling your best. I know for me personally, it has had a huge impact on how I feel day to day. The problem is that many people fear going to the chiropractor and getting their first adjustment. The team at Lombardi Chiropractic are the best of the best, a team that I've worked with for over 12 years. Visit their website at LombardiChiropractic.com and when you call, let them know you are a listener of the Co-Movement Gym Podcast. The majority of supplements on the market are junk and a waste of money. Lack of regulation allows these companies to sell cardboard and a pill, and they get away with it. It's important to purchase your supplements from a company you trust, which for us at Co-Movement is Native Path Supplements. Shop their products at NativePath.com and use code COMO15 for a nice discount at checkout. That's C-O-M-O-15. Law enforcement officers have one tough job. While some calls may be routine, many are not, oftentimes putting officers in unpredictable situations. Thinline Martial Arts is an apparel company that promotes defensive tactics training for officers so that they can be equipped to safely handle a hand-to-hand combat situation. Purchasing apparel from Thinline Martial Arts promotes this message and allows more officers to attend training. Go to arts.com and use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15, to receive a 15% discount on us. Did you know a clean house reduces anxiety, increases your productivity, improves sleep, and decreases stress? Yes, all of those health benefits just from having a clean house. The problem is that no one finds cleaning fun, except for the great folks at Home Sweet Home Cleaning. Mention the Co-Movement Gym podcast and receive 20% off deep cleans for all clients who sign on using their reoccurring services and start enjoying a clean house today. So let's talk about your uh, training volume. Um, how many hours a week do you train? Um, and then can you break that down into, and this is obviously an average week. You know, I know there's cycles and whatnot and prep for competition, but like how many hours a week do you train? And then can you sort of break it up into like the three events, like bike, run, swim about on average?
1: Sure. I'll give you like over the summer when I was really in a training block leading up into SOS or into the Delta Double and then SOS, one, I had more time and it was also a lot more focus. You know, I, I will train. I'm at the point where I'll just train as much time as I have. Um, and I would love to be able to do a little bit more. I'm sure there's a ceiling to that. But for me, that worked out to be about nine or 10 hours a week through the summer. Uh, my wife's a school teacher. My kids were home in the summer. So that freed me up to not have to do some morning duties that I otherwise have to do during the school year. So I could get up early and put in some really good blocks of you know, zone two aerobic brick training, you know, a couple of days a week on the weekend um, and do the majority of that there. And then the rest is just nickels and dimes through the week. Um, so, but that felt really sustainable for me to do it that way. Somewhere in the eight to 10 hour range, a little bit more would be great. Once in a while, a long ride, um, or long run might tip that over, but that was about average, uh, my, the breakdown of that, it's, you know, it's funny. I, as dialed as I am in some ways, I wasn't that focused on that when I was just running or training for, uh, specific run races, I would try to get my running volume up around 40 to 50 miles a week on average. Uh, But focusing more on triathlon, it actually took some letting go of that to trust that, okay, if I drop that time and that volume way back somewhere in more like the 20 to 25 miles of running, then I can devote the time it takes to get in a quality long ride, uh, a, a bike workout a week, and still put some time in the pool as well. So it was probably split up, I would say, You know, maybe 40% cycling, 40% running, 20% swimming, if I had to guess. Uh, But I'll add to that, that the, the two, usually one or two big sessions on the weekends, often back to back, I was doing a lot of just brick sessions. So I'd ride my bike to the trailhead, I'd run to the lake, I'd swim through the lake, run back to my bike and bike home. And the idea was I'm just going to try to accumulate as much volume as possible specific to whatever the event is that I'm training for.
0: Okay. That's so refreshing to hear that. Um, I'm doing things similar. Um, I have found a sweet spot with like seven to nine hours a week yeah. with my schedule and, and life um, and recovery. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, it's interesting. Like, yesterday i had some time in the morning so i did a two hour session i did a four and a half mile run and then a 20 mile bike um today's a little bit busier i'm not training today's like foam rolling and just recovery um and then the weekend i'll get some stuff in but uh yeah and i'm like that 20 to 30 miles a week of running um i'm not a strong runner um but with that volume i'm getting faster um So yeah, that's, so were you on a plan like, or do you write your own programming? Um, Yeah, you do.
1: It's all me. Yeah. Okay. At some point it would probably be helpful to work with a coach, but again, just managing life demands. And I, I really love just geeking out on this stuff and reading and learning and listening to podcasts. So, and I have some, some friends who are, I think, beyond me in terms of what they know and what they can lend. So I'm just always on the hunt to to learn more and then apply it. But yeah, I mean, the, my bigger, some of the bigger principles that I'll follow is, uh, you know, consistency as the most, like one of the bigger superpowers is just trying to get out regularly and not have big gaps of time where fitness can fall off, whether that be due to injury or trying to not get sick and even catch colds, you know, just being able to go over the course of years, you know, five, six, seven days a week, and then really emphasizing recovery, which is a big part of consistency. And then just the quality of workouts. You know, like I said, a lot of nickels and dimes in terms of short runs, easy rides, but once a week is always a quality, um, higher intensity speed session or brick session with harder cycling and running, and then a high quality long day or back to back long day on the weekends. You know, when I'm really gearing up for something, I know that if I can have those two really quality sessions, kind of Tuesday, Wednesday speed, big volume, three, four, five hours, whatever it is on the weekend, that if the rest is spent doing low, low aerobic zone two, or just simply recovering, uh, that's a pretty good formula for me. Do strength train at all? Very little. And there's a, there's going to be a place in my life where I think that's going to become a lot more important, I do maybe 10 to 15 minutes of body weight exercises in my basement, probably three to five days a week. I usually do it as a dynamic warm-up to running or riding, um, but that's push-ups, pull-ups, core and trunk work. Um, and if I'm rehabbing any sort of small injury, that's when I'll pull out some sort of resistance training. Uh, but I, I'm a believer in the value of that. Uh, I just am not a, as much of a doer of it. I'll often joke, I'll say like, you know, it always takes a little bit of an injury to say, okay, now I'm going to really start doing the strength training. And the way that I'm built, I really would benefit from it, if for nothing else than injury prevention at this point.
0: Yeah. Do you, um, is it a struggle at all to balance so many of these things in life, like, you, you know, we've got only so many hours in a day, you, you know, your husband, uh, father, you are an entrepreneur, you train a lot. Like, do you struggle mentally with that? Or is it more of like, do you go with the flow and you just take life somewhat for what it is? Like, does that because what I found was I talked to a lot of high performers and people give me different answers with this, but, um, it seems like it is, a, it is more of a struggle for the majority than, it than, you know, the minority. So tell me about the balance. Like, how does that work when life is busy and like kids are sick and, you know, whatever, how do you get through that?
1: Uh, I do struggle with it. I think that's something that's really hard and just a feature of my life right now where uh, this is fun to come in and talk about training and activity and triathlon. I, I love this stuff. And it represents uh, a small part of my identity in my whole life. And uh, in terms of priorities, while I may be thinking all week, I can't wait to go out and get this three hours in at M- Minnewasca and get this swim in. Uh, there's about a hundred things that can get in the way of it every day. And by nature, you know I want everything to go smoothly. I want to design it, I want to execute it. and that level of control just doesn't work in life. So in some ways, I think it's helped me grow as a person to be able to let go and just be more accepting and enroll with things. Uh, but it doesn't come easy every day. Um, and but I think one hand washes the other like sometimes, you know, like on a day like today, where I've gotten up, I've done work, I've done some parenting, I'm sitting down with you. It helps me organize things and be really planful because I know, all right, I got a two hour window where if I'm going to go out and do something for myself, if I'm going to get any uh, quality training in, I got to be really, um, I, I got to be really intentional about it. So the shoes are laid out and the clothes are laid out and the bag is packed, and you know that helps me kind of roll day by day.
0: Thanks, Brandon, for being on the show. We will continue our conversation next week and dive into Brandon's experience with the SOS Triathlon, the Brookfield Classic, entrepreneurship, and his future goals. One last message. I ask that you please check out our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Home Sweet Home Cleaning, Native Past Supplements, and Thinline Martial Arts. Their links are in the description. Not only do these companies produce outstanding products and services, but they're providing an enticing discount to all listeners who use code COMO15. That's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout or when you give them a call.